I am not northern, but I do live in the north of England. And here, being northern doesn't just come from living in the north, but instead it's a shared sense of identity. For example, someone living in the south of England but raised in the north may still identify himself or herself as northern, although they no longer live here. So, if it isn't just based on current geographic location, then what is it that ties someone to this identity? What does it mean to be northern? My name is Caitlin Badger, and this is Northern, a podcast exploring the history, stories, landscapes, and people of the north of England in an attempt to discover and share what it means to be northern. It might help to go back in time for a bit first. Civilizations throughout history have had a narrative which has bound the people together. For Rome and its empire, it's the story of the brothers Romulus and Remus. Twins descended from nobility, the ruling king saw the children as a threat to his kingdom and ordered them to be left on the Tiber riverbank to die. Rescued by a god, cared for by a she-wolf, the brothers were saved, adopted, and went on to found Rome. Or so the story goes. For Americans, it's a bond of patriotism. We are bound by our shared pride of our founding fathers and their calls for freedom. While the majority of us aren't experts on the Revolutionary War or 1776, it's rhetoric and the demand for no taxation without representation, our basic knowledge for all citizens, something we can all share in. These stories are used to create a culture people feel worth sticking together in. The culture helps us to trust our neighbors and to trust our government because we have to feel a part of it to live within it. Now, the North of England is not its own nation, And it isn't bound by one grand narrative. While it is a part of England, I've often found that people feel more bound by their regional identity than the word English. In fact, I found that sometimes the people of the North are bound together in the experience of being, well, uniquely not London or not Southern. But let me back up a bit. For those of you that are not very familiar with the United Kingdom, beyond Love Actually, Harry Potter, and David Beckham, firstly, let's clear up some confusion. The United Kingdom is a country made up of smaller countries, and this includes Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, and Wales. Note that Ireland is not a part of the United Kingdom, but a country on its own. Then there's Great Britain. This is the largest island in the British Isles, and on it, you'll find England, Scotland, and Wales. All of those countries together, including Ireland, make up the British Isles. So England is one of the countries in the United Kingdom, and in Great Britain, and in the British Isles. And London is its capital, where Parliament is based. But to be honest, most people just say they're from the UK. Are you confused yet? You certainly aren't the first to be confused by all of this. 
But kingdoms and unions aside, the country of England alone is made up of so many incredible myths and stories and cultural traditions which are bound by regions. A lot of this is owed to how many different people explored, fought in, and lived in the British Isles throughout history, but we won't go into all of that now. While all Americans can be proud of our founding fathers, what bonds people and what people value here varies greatly by region. Although it's probably fair to say that everyone is bound by sarcasm and talking about the weather. I know so many people who are undeniably proud to be Northern. And as someone living here, I've come to feel a sort of pride by proxy. But what is it? What is being Northern? Before we go any further, it makes sense to draw up some quick geographic lines. While no one has ever explained to me where the North starts and where it ends, I do know it's found above the Midlands. Technically, the North includes Yorkshire and the Humber, the Northeast, and the Northwest. Alright, that doesn't help you much if you don't live in Britain, and actually, it's debated where it technically starts and ends. I've come to find that when you ask a Northerner where the North starts, they are likely to tell you it's right around their hometown or city, and I've been told that multiple places are the gateway to the North. But as a rough guide, it's north of Nottingham, south of Scotland, so it covers a lot of ground. So now that we're all up to speed on everything, I want to hear from people in the North what being Northern means to them. So I'm heading to the historical Kirkgate Market, the largest indoor market in Britain, found in Leeds, which is in Yorkshire, the largest county in Britain. You still with me? If you ever find yourself in Leeds, I highly recommend checking it out. And, my hot tip, the best time to go is on a Saturday afternoon, when everyone is getting rid of all of the week's leftovers at incredibly cheap prices. A bag of bananas for 10p? Where else can you get that? Alright, so what does being northern mean to you? Um, I think people up here are friendlier in the south, so it means being friendlier, um, and... That's Fiona. I met her in a small haberdashery at the top of the market. It's a nicer place to live, but it can also be part of your identity. So um, I think it's really hard to say. Yeah. Um, But sometimes we don't feel up here that we've got so much in common with down south. Um, And I can't really define what what it is. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. Something that comes across when talking to Fiona is that she sees her identity as being a contrast to people's identities in the South. And I suppose it makes sense, as drawing up comparisons can often help us to explain ourselves. After all, who we are not is sometimes just as telling as who we are. And Fiona is not the first person to point this contrast out to me. Okay, so what does being Northern mean to you? It means that we're realistic and much more gritty than Southerners. Southerners tend to be softies. You get an inch of snow down there and the place grinds to a halt. Up here with no six inches, it'll clear in no time and we'll be away. Brilliant. And I agree with him. You agree? (laughs) agree? Yes. That's Barry speaking and Dave at the end agreeing with him. 
being tough and being strong. These are recognizable features of Northerners. And you can see it in rhymes like Yorkshire, Yorkshire, born and bred, strong in the arm, and it could be finished with thick in the head or good in bed, depending on who you're speaking to. Being rugged and resilient, or gritty as Barry put it, are admirable and highly praised qualities here. And it makes sense. The North has depended on that strength throughout history to survive. From coal mining to fishing the frigid and rough North Sea, their way of life has depended on physical and mental strength. While the North can't be simplified down to one characteristic, I also can't help but think that the North story has been immensely affected by the strength of its people. Now, wherever I go, my accent immediately gives away that I am not Northern. As an outsider, I have the ability to look at all of this with some distance. My identity isn't tied to the North, but I do live here now. So I also understand general attitudes and feelings. I too have marveled at the fact that you can't get a decent chips with gravy in London, or that the trains between Manchester and Leeds are so full that there isn't room to breathe during rush hour. But although I am an outsider, I do have someone to help me on the inside. And that's my Northern husband, Cal. I thought it was a good idea to bring him along to the market with me, especially as I was worried that it may come across that as an outsider, I was here to be critical or mocking of the North, which couldn't be further from the truth. I'm not sure why I felt that. Maybe I am too aware of being an outsider. But to be clear, though I am not Northern, I love the North. But still, my husband, he knows these people in a different way because he shares their identity. He is Northern. He is Yorkshire, Yorkshire born and bred. I won't finish that rhyme for you. And what's your favorite part about living in the North? Well, if you live here in Leeds, of course, you can be into the countryside within Oh, three quarters of an hour yeah. by public transport. We have wonderful countryside here in Yorkshire. And, uh, you know, the pace of life is slightly slower than London, but Leeds is a, a vibrant, thriving city, quite well-off city. Yeah. So um, the fact that the, we don't seem to get our share of money uh, from the government <laughs> is rather annoying. At this point, Cal told me that he and Dave locked eyes and gave each other a knowing look like, here we go again. What you are about to hear, this is a common conversation had in the north of England. And the fact that it's going to take God knows how many years for them to get a railway line up here. And in the meantime, there's no suggestion that they're going to do any improvements to the Liverpool to Hull arrangement which passes through the major conurbations of the north of England it really is ridiculous we're just not getting our fair share of the, the money The rail line he is referring to is the HS2 
a high-speed rail being built to connect London to the Midlands and the North. The government has put in a lot of money to this project, and I've yet to hear one person speak kindly of it. Because as Barry said, the trains connecting the cities here in the North are packed. Trains are an incredibly important piece of infrastructure for this country. And on top of that, they have really deep cultural significance. And this has been a pretty big talking point since I moved to the north of England. This is just one example of something that creates the feeling that the north of England doesn't get its fair share from the government. On the flip side of government infrastructure is something that has always been here in the north. And that's a beautiful, but often harsh, natural environment. The North has the power to conjure up images of Emily Bronte, wandering the misty, heather-covered moors, treading over rounded tops of deep, blackened peat. It's eerily beautiful and often covered in thick cloud or beaten by strong winds and rain. All right. Right. You answer the the questions, (laughs) I'll answer them. So what's your favourite thing about living up here in the north? It's the fresh air we have here. Yeah. It's cleaner. Yeah. And what does being northern mean to you? To me, it means it's a slower pace of life here, so it's more relaxed. Right, and we've got beautiful countryside in this area within two minutes of a drive. So true. Right, so I enjoy it here. I've lived here all my life, um, and it's 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 a slower pace, which I'm happy with. There's an experience I've spoken to with friends here in the north, and it seems like it's something that's shared. Now. While I don't want to come across that I'm criticizing the North, I am also not here to criticize London. London is, well, it's awesome. I have enjoyed so many great days there, wandering the streets and inside some of my favorite galleries in the world. There's always something going on and always new things to explore. But after a day or two in London, When I sit down on the train, usually with a bottle of pale ale and a bag of crisps bought in a shop at the station, I feel more at ease. As the train pulls away from King's Cross and continues up into the north, the fewer cities we pass and the greener and more rolling the hills become, my mood lifts. I feel calm. And we pass fields where people walk in the distance and their dogs run up ahead and I experience that ease. And the experience of time slowing, of nature widening. They're a part of why I love the North. And I know I'm not alone in that. Like Neil, I relish in a slower pace of life. And I guess that's a part of what I'm trying to get at here. The North is not London, and London is not the whole of England. The North is so far separated from life in the capital city, and to be honest, it often likes it that way. 
When I go back to the States to visit, even some of my own family introduces me as visiting from London. Something unmistakably wrong, especially if I've flown in from Manchester. And that's part of why I wanted to make this podcast. If you are from England, you know that England is not synonymous with London, that each region is so distinct in its culture and its landscapes, its history and its people. Look, this podcast, it isn't going to answer the question of what being Northern is. Because as Fiona said earlier, it's really hard to say. What I aim to do is to discover and share part of that experience through the history, the stories, landscapes, and the people of the North. I hope by doing so, I can get a better sense of it all. And you too can experience just a bit of being Northern. Maybe the most important comment I heard in the market came from Dave, who stayed mostly silent as his friend Barry spoke with such fervor about everything. We do, we do good beer up here. We keep ahead on the beer. Down south, it's like vinegar. <laughs> Dave's right. The beer here really is good. Northern is written, edited, and produced by me, Caitlin Badger. Special, special thanks for this episode go out to Jordan Highland, Jen Jordan, and my lovable Yorkshire man, Callum Badger. If you would like to support the show, please leave a review on iTunes, maybe even five stars if you're feeling really good. And don't forget to visit northernpodcast.com for more information. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.